Hello and welcome to another edition of Eddie and Matt Outkick Their Coverage. Today I'll be doing a solo podcast because Big NB is a little bit under the weather today and not going to be able to record our podcast for the upcoming week and to reflect on last week's events. So to get started, first thing I'm going to address is how much of a terrible week I've had in predictions, which um, if any of you listened to last week's episode, you'll uh, know yourselves. Matt actually had a fantastic week considering how poor he went the week before. So, you know, good for him. But the bitterness is real for myself. (laughs) One of the things I did notice this week was out of most of my picks that I got wrong, there was a stage where four or five of the games went down to the last drive. And I think out of the five, four of the teams had the ball and could have won the game had they managed to execute and they all failed to execute, that being the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Diego Chargers, the <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, well, I'm not going to dwell on it anymore, I'm not going to keep going any further, but I had a very unfortunate week with my picks. Uh, I, I'm currently 7-8, and eight. I'm relying on the Bears to win today, but if I'm honest, I'd rather they didn't. But they are playing against the Redskins, and unfortunately for the Redskins, the chances of that happening are very slim. I will say that uh, there has been some absolutely great football this week. I think the game most people enjoyed was the Baltimore Ravens, who they're just a great team. Um, the, you know they're so well organised and they've got such such structure and such um such decent talent that it seems to be working. But unfortunately for them, they're playing against the, the powerhouse and juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And that offence is going to be almost impossible for anyone to stop. And with the defence being so much better than it was last year, they could be flying towards this year's Super Bowl. And I'm not excited for seeing my Minnesota Vikings play against them. And I'm pretty sure there's no team that's thinking to themselves, we're going to go there and we're going to absolutely smash them. I think everybody knows they're in for a game. But the Ravens went there, and their offence did perform. I expected it to be, you know, the Chiefs trying to get up early and then, you know, manage to score, get a few points in front, which kind of forces the Baltimore Ravens to try and come back and get into the game by having to pass more which they did actually do, and Lamar Jackson didn't have a bad game. He had a couple of big plays where he, he you know, he got the ball to where he needs to get it, but unfortunately for them, it was just too little too late after the Chiefs got up. I think it was 30-13 at one point, and they couldn't really use the complimentary run game as much as the Ravens, so it left them in a pretty difficult spot. And like I say, the Chiefs, when they get Tyreek Hill back, that's just going to be another scary situation for them. If the defence remains healthy, they could be looking at winning everything this year. I know the Patriots are everyone's favourite, but for me, Kansas City Chiefs are the real deal. And out of the first three games this season, out of all the undefeated teams, they've had the hardest run. I will point out as well, I did see an article about... Uh, well, not an article, I saw a post on Twitter. You can follow us on uh, on Twitter with um, Eddie and Matt OKTC. Uh, at uh, Eddie and Matt OKTC um, for any information about new podcasts and we'll share some of his thoughts every now and again, if you're lucky. Um, but yeah, basically it was showing that 
the New England Patriots, the Buffalo Bills, the Saint, uh, not the Saint Louis Rams, the LA Rams, um, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, are all undefeated, and the San Francisco Forty ers and the one thing on the Green Bay Packers uh, are undefeated also. The one thing I will point out though, and we all know that the New England Patriots are a fantastic team, really well organized, got such a organized system. The week in and week out, they're a different team, um, but they're you know they're a very difficult team to beat for anyone. But the quality of the competition who they've played against is not very good. The first win of the season was against the Steelers, and at that point, it didn't seem quite. It seemed a lot more impressive due to the Steelers still having Ben Roethlisberger and, you know, being the Steelers that everybody expects them to be, you know, competitive, a team that can go deep in the playoffs because that's basically what the Steelers do. But, you know, the next game, they played against the Dolphins and blew them out, which it's a Dolphins thrown free, potentially the worst team in the league. Then the next game were against the New York Jets, Another team, 0-3, you know, pretty much one of the bottom 10 teams in the league. And, you know, nothing against the Patriots, but you've beat three 0-3 teams. It's, it's, we all know they're still going to be good. I'm not writing the Patriots off. I'm just not going to say, you know, how amazing they are just yet. Then the next breath is exactly the same situation with the Buffalo Bills. Great for them to be getting off to this start, to be able to beat teams they have beat. But like I say, first game of the season, they just scraped by against the Jets, who are on three. Then the second game, they managed to to win um, against... Oh, we do have a situation here. I can't remember. Oh, against... the. I'll go to the third game. I remember they played against the Bengals. And yet, they managed to make it a tough game against the Bengals, who again, are probably one of the worst teams in the league, who are also 0-3. Oh, they beat the Giants, who are now 1-2, and but at that point, they were the Eli Manning Giants. So the Bills have beaten two teams who are 0-3, one team that's 1-2, and two. and at the team they did play that's 1-2 was not anywhere near the team that they were this week when they played against the Buccaneers. And you've got the Dallas Cowboys, although their offence looks a lot more exciting. We all know about that defence. But the first game was against the Giants, which we've just mentioned. At that point, we're a lot worse than they were this week. They had Eli Manning playing, so, you know, not a great team. Second game, they played against the Washington Redskins. They're 0-2 at the minute. They play the Bears tonight, potentially going to go on 3 The Redskins, you know, they've got some talent on that defensive line and some at linebacker, but pretty much everywhere else is pretty mediocre. So they beat those two. And this week, they made not hard work, but surprisingly poor work of beating the, the Dolphins. You would honestly expect them to be putting up a 50-burger against them, just basically due to the fact that they've been showing all these different looks and such a better offense. I appreciate that, you know, that the coach of the Dolphins is a defensive coach and that he will have looked at the Cowboys and seen some more of the wrinkles that maybe the Redskins and the Giants didn't see. But there's still the fact that it's the Dolphins, the worst team in the league. They just lost Minka Fitzpatrick, who was a fantastic corner. He was probably shutting down a lot of things. So you would expect them to be doing much better than they were. Obviously, they might have changed the defensive game plan a little bit, not having him there. But I can't imagine it being that much different. 
So they really should have been beating them. So again, that's playing against teams that haven't won a game yet. Then you've got the 49ers, their first game against the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers are a lot better than the 1-2 and two record shows. It's a fair play for beating them. And it were a very close games again. The second game, they absolutely destroyed the Bengals, who'd look good against the Seahawks. So again, you can't really, you can't really knock them too much because they went away in both those games and you won both. And then this week, they beat the Steelers and they made very hard work of that. And that's where the issue for me lies. I feel like the 49ers have, have had a harder run than the other teams I've mentioned, but they've still not had a hard run and they have looked a little bit suspect at times. The Chiefs, however, beat the Jags in the first game of the season and they're the team that ended up injuring Nick Foles. Obviously not on purpose, but that's what they did. At that point, the Jags were better than they are now. I know everybody's got a little bit excited about the moustached Lothario at Gardner Minshew, but um, you know, he's, in all seriousness, he's, he's not going to be an NFL starting quarterback next season, in my opinion, unless he starts doing some crazy good things this season. But at that point, the Jags still had hope, still had confidence, and they looked like they could have done something. But obviously, after the injury, the Chiefs ran away with the rest of the game. But still, they were looking like they could beat the Jags at full power. And they were beating the Jags at that point. Game two, the Chiefs played against the Raiders. The Raiders were 1-0 at that point. They were looking a bit more exciting. You know, that Josh Jacobs had been looking really, really good. He'd run away with the game and had a fantastic debut. They came to Kansas City. Everybody saw last season what the run game could do to Kansas City. And Kansas City just they went down early and then just ran away with the game again. Just showed how great they are. And then this week, as I mentioned earlier on about how they beat the Ravens, they've had the hardest run and they have remained undefeated. They're a scary good team. And then we get to the Packers and old Bitter Eddie will be coming out again. So the first game of the season, they beat the Bears. Oh, they were one. They one and one at the minute. Probably going to go two and one, but that offense was disgusting from the Bears, and the defense still looked championship caliber. But the Packers, who were bringing in all this new offense, should really have been, you know, winning a bit easier than they did, in retrospect. But obviously, you're playing against great defense. But they squeak through that, and then week two. A very suspect win for them. They didn't blow... The blows away in the first quarter and a half. Got to admit that. They looked pretty decent. But the adjustments sorted it out. And we should have won the game if it wasn't for some suspect calls. And then this week they played against the 0-3 Broncos. So they've also had an harder run than the Patriots and the Bills and uh, the Cowboys. So all these undefeated teams that people are talking about, they've not... I'll I'll be more impressed if there's a team that's seven and zero or there's a team that's ten and zero, but playing against teams that are you know, zero and three, one and two, and remaining undefeated this early on isn't that impressive to me. Just I just want to rant about that anyway. Right, onward to the second part of the show, which hopefully won't be as much moaning as as I just did in the last section. Basically, it's just a little mini ask me anything, and I've had a few questions in, some very good questions. Um, I'm passing them on to Matt, so Matt will be able to record his own as well, so you can hear his dulcet tones when he's feeling a little bit better. So, first question, and this is from at Hoodie on Twitter. He asked, 
Who do you think has had the best start to the season? He'd like to know the team and the player. Well, I think, as I previously mentioned earlier on, I think the Chiefs have had the best start to the season. I think they've been absolutely fantastic on both sides of the ball. Not perfect, but at this time of year, you can't really argue with what they're doing. Patrick Mahomes is rolling, looking like why he was a league MVP last year. Clearly, Andy Reid designing plays, so teams are struggling to cope with them. One of the best home stadiums in football. They've beaten the Ravens, which is a massive win. They beat the Jaguars, where the Jaguars were still dangerous. And they beat the Raiders, when Raiders were a little bit unknown. So, really impressed with the Chiefs. So, for the team, I would say then... Um, Honourable mentions for the uh, for the Patriots, I'd say. Um, you know the Patriots, the Patriots, the the scores they've run up against teams like plus thirty plus to three against Steelers, not conceding any points at all against the Dolphins. That's tremendous. So you know you can't knock them. Obviously, we've got a few of our undefeated teams like the Bills uh, and the Cowboys. You could throw the Cowboys, they've been really impressive. Their offence has been much more impressive, but I think the thing that's let them down is they haven't really beat anyone. The Bills, they they made hard work of a couple of the games. Same for the 49ers as well. So that's why I'm not throwing them into the mix of you know most impressive. But if I had to pick a team, definitely be the Kansas City Chiefs. I think their offence and the defence have played pretty, pretty well. And yeah, I, they're doing fantastic. Very, very good team. Player, um, well, this is a bit biased, but I've got to go with Dalvin Cook. I think he's been absolutely brilliant start of the season. He looks evasive, he looks powerful, he looks fast. He's really giving defences a lot to think about. I think when you compare this season, how he's running the ball compared to last season, it's night and day. The, the Obviously, the offensive line's helping it and the old game plans catered basically towards us being able to run the ball consistently and probably more favourably towards the run to just give us defence more time, time to rest because that was one of the main issues last season where the defence were getting tired because the offence was off the field going for three and out, so popping off for big scores quite a lot of the time. So when you were getting to later on in the season, people were more hurt, people were more tired. And there was nothing there to push us over the edge and make us compete for the playoff spot. Like when you watch us against the Bears, the team looked tired, looks without confidence, and that was basically just because we weren't running the ball enough. When we did run the ball, it was only against weak teams, whereas this season it's looking like we're going to be able to run the ball, maybe not consistently hammering it down people's throats, but at least having a little bit more opportunity to run the ball. And... In three games, he's got over 100 yards in each game and a touchdown in each game, which is absolutely fantastic. I think, in my opinion, his best game were probably against the Packers. Some of the stuff he was doing in that game were brilliant. They were brilliant again against the Raiders. Obviously, I'll go into detail about the Raiders at the end of this episode, the Raiders game, because I'm really excited about that. I'm going to mention a couple of the games when we get there. But yeah, I think Dalvin Cook been absolutely brilliant all season long. Obviously, three games but three games of MVP caliber um, performance is not bad. You just see he's bouncing off players, he's he's juking, he's you know, his speed's just in his cuts and you know his start stop ability is just absolutely fantastic and he's basically drove the offense for the last three games. 
everything good we've done has been done through him being able to play. And thankfully, they're not giving him the ball all the time. They're bringing Madison in to help him out and not get him overworked. But yeah, like I say, what he's achieved and what he's doing, in my opinion, he's been the best running back in the league so far this season. And long may it continue. Right, second question. And just so you all know, Pal Huddy has asked all these questions and I feel like they're very good questions. He's a great fan of the podcast and he always has some good opinions that he pops up with every now and again. Um, the second question is, who has made the most surprising start to the season? Good and bad. So two separate questions again. Now, in my opinion, the most surprising start to the season for me is Lamar Jackson. He's really shocked me with how he's shown up in the first three games. Like It's not been perfect, and I have spoke about it in a few of the podcasts already, but it's so much further on than it was last season, and it's so much better than I expected it to be this season. He seems to have made quite the leap. He's playing some very good football. He's making some very big plays, and he's given his team the opportunity to stay in games and win games and come back in games like he did against the Chiefs. I know they came up short, but what he's been doing has been absolutely fantastic. So for me, it's Lamar Jackson. However, I do have an honourable mention for Matt Stafford, who looks 10 times the quarterback he did last season. His movement looks better. You know, he's not carrying any injuries. His passes aren't looking as, as errant and or as as daft now. You know, he seems to be making some good plays. I know he's had the odd interception. I think Kenny Golladay against the Chargers practically put the interception into the defender's, you know, bread basket so he could get the ball. But, like I say, I think he's been... I think he's been um, very, very good, especially considering how he played last season. And I think if, if he keeps going how he's going, he could have one of his better seasons because that run game is going to complement that pass game, which is what Matt Patricia wants. Uh, another homer pick, and I have just mentioned about this, but I think it is surprising, the run game for the Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook. I think that's very surprising how well it's performing. I expected it to be better than last season, but I didn't expect it to be at the forefront of the league. So that's been really nice. And then another honourable mention, who for defensively has probably been the best, is Shaq Barrett from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who was on eight sacks for the season, I believe, which meant he triggered his £250,000 bonus for the season. And that was what he was asked to do, achieve eight sacks, and he's done it in three games. So big congratulations to him, very happy for him. Uh, came from the Denver Broncos, and he's got more sacks than their entire team this season, which is incredible. Um, now for the bad. Sorry to upset anyone here, but I think there's no honourable mentions. It's just I think these three players have just been really poor. Um, Cam Newton, I think he might be carrying an injury in the first game. In the second game, they went Owen, you know, Owen two in the first two, and Kyle Allen came in against the Cardinals and won them the game. Played some very intelligent, decent football. Whereas Cam Newton, especially in that second game, you know, I think he was playing catch with defensive backs from, you know, the Buccaneers. Rather even the linebackers, it's, it's, it would just it just want pretty to see. He doesn't have that same mobility that he used to have, and his range of passing isn't that good. I'm worried that his injuries hurt him. But before the season started, I think everybody were expecting a lot more from him, and the Panthers as a whole were looking a lot more of a, you know a contender than they have done for the past couple of seasons, or basically since they got to the Super Bowl for twenty in twenty sixteen. Now the second player is Kyle Murray. Um, the main reason why I think it's it's been surprisingly bad. Is because he's the first pick in the draft. I think everyone expecting the run game, uh, well, the the you know the scrambling and the draw plays, to be you know frequent, that'd show that you know he could, 
uh, you know, make smart runs and pick up yards that way. And every now and again he has. And he has done some good passing. And I'm not trying to, you know, bring him down, but he was the very first pick in the draft. He was seen as, you know, going to Arizona. They got rid of her first round draft pick who they got last year. He was supposed to come in and, you know, set the league on fire, emulate Michael Vick from years and years ago when he came in the league and no one knew what to do with him. But obviously, unfortunately for Kyler Murray, we've seen people like Michael Vick. We saw Lamar Jackson last season and Kyler Murray's size has hurt him in some of the games because obviously the defensive line, like against the Ravens, just so big, it's able to you know skew his vision and cause him to have issues trying to pass the ball down the field. And... At five foot nine, or however tall it is, it is clearly an issue. Um, but I'm sure he'll improve the more he plays in the NFL, and he realize you know he adjusts to the game speed and he adjusts to the plays that is Cliff Kingsbury's given him because they're both rookies. It's, it could get better next season. They've not been awful. The, the defense has been pretty good, but I just think because of the pressures of being a first round pick, I am surprised that he hasn't been a lot better. And finally, there is an honorable mention, and it is. Kirk Cousins, now his first game of the season, everybody's like, he didn't really do anything, and what he did do were all right, but there was a fumble thrown in in uh, one of the games. There was two interceptions that were stupid thrown into one of the games, and as I've been watching games, I've noticed there's been a lot of separation from Diggs and Thielen where he's just not seen them, he's not got the ball out to him, and then there's other times where he's keyed in on them, and tried to get the ball to them when they weren't actually in the position to be able to get the ball. I saw a couple of opportunities for him to make an easy first down or make an easy pass against um against against the Packers and against the Raiders, and he just didn't take. He didn't seem to register. He didn't seem to take it. And I understand in pass protection, our our offensive line's not perfect, but with play action, you would expect him to be doing a little bit better. This run game's carried him through the first three games of the season. And unless he drastically improves, he will be the key reason why we don't make the playoffs as the Minnesota Vikings. And finally, Palal Huddy's last question. Uh, current Super Bowl prediction. So what teams, after the first three games of the season, do I feel like are going to re- reach the Super Bowl? As I've already mentioned, you know, the Chiefs, the Patriots. Surprise, you know, they're just... Great, done really well, had really good starts for the season. So you've got to fancy those to get into the championship game. But uh, I've got to give it to the Chiefs, which could surprise some people because the Patriots are so intelligent with what they do. But I do fancy fancy the Chiefs to get there this time. I think they'll get over the hump. I think Patrick, if Patrick Mahomes stays healthy, they've got a chance to beat anyone. And then in the other side of things is the... St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis, uh, every time, <laughs> the LA Rams, I miss the St. Louis Rams, they were, they're a special place in my heart, especially the 1999 team, but yeah, the, the LA Rams, um, I fancy them to get back just because they're winning ugly early on, they're not blowing teams away, they're not do you know, they're not just shooting off like they did last season, they keep, the games are, you know, sort of close, but they do look comfortable enough to win them, and they do have decent talent, you know, from top to bottom. Um, Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the league. You know, Goff's the ideal quarterback for that offence. Todd Gurley, when he's playing, he looks all right. Malcolm Brown looks like a good backup. Um, I think as the season progresses, they will improve, but the 3-0 already. There is opportunity for other teams to come in. 
I do think it's way too early to pick, you know. But so far this season, if I had to pick two teams for the Super Bowl, Chiefs versus Rams, there's not a great deal of, you know, amazing teams on the on the NFC side. I think, obviously, you have the Packers who are undefeated and the Rams that are undefeated. But the Packers, for me, I think if they went in there against a team like the Rams, they'd struggle if they went in there against... I think if they play when they play the Bears again, they'll struggle again. I just I, there needs to be some in big leaps for them offensively. The defense is looking fine, it's good, but I just can't see them getting there. So yeah, Chiefs versus Rams. Thank you for your questions, uh, Palal Hoodie. Uh, pretty interesting. Hope you enjoyed listening to him. Um, now. The next part is I'm basically just going to go over what I saw in the game I did key on, obviously, Minnesota Vikings versus the Oakland Raiders. I think I've covered a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about. But, um, yeah, just seeing another great home performance. The, you know, atmosphere of the team is at the stadium even is helping the team on defence. And then on offence, just the pure philosophy of the run game and complementary passing has been pretty good. But people need to remember we're playing against a team that's struggling. Um, struggling against most teams are playing. They don't have elite defensive players. They don't have an elite defense. They don't have an elite offense. So beating them comfortably is all fine and dandy. Oh, we're much more impressive beating the Falcons. You know as handily as we did. You know, I think Matt Ryan and Derek Carr are both good quarterbacks. I think Derek Carr had a better game than people giving him credit for. But um, there were a couple of missed passes that he did have. I was concerned with Waller. Waller's um he got over hundred yards receiving. I think it was like thirteen receptions in the game, and it just seemed like they were just playing him soft all game, which I can understand because he wasn't picking up 10, 20 yards. It were like five, you know, five to ten every now and again. A lot of short pickups, but there were a couple of situations where he were left one on one with linebackers and he clearly had the beating of him. We were missing Anthony Barr, so maybe that's something to do with it. Eric Wilson had a bit of a rough showing of it at some points, but at other points in the game, it looked really, really good. But yeah, there's a long way to go for the Vikings. I think I think there's a there's a bit of a disparity between the two wins we have had. You know, with I think what we're, a combined a combined score of uh, sixty two, I think, and you know, twenty eight against in both those games, and you know, twenty one of those points came in last few minutes because the Vikings have basically said well we've we've won we don't need to stay in it so that's impressive enough but uh, at the same time what did you do against Packers yeah you marched up and down field but you didn't get it done some questionable parts there but the defence playing at you know a very good level but that offence that pass game all need to improve greatly otherwise we could be in for a a sticky ending to the league as per um that but yeah like I say a little bit of Vikings nugget for you there I've already gone over the Chiefs and the Ravens uh, the next part I want to talk about um just from my perspective it's just the three teams is the Lions versus the Eagles I've been sticking around with the Ravens Vikings and Lions and I think I enjoy talking about the teams because I've watched them now of what, what they've done the first three games. I am pandering to his fan base a little bit, but 
at the end of the day, you've you've got to have some sort of stake in the game if you're watching something. You've got to be something to hold your attention, and that's uh, that's why I keep talking about these teams. The Chiefs, I ain't got no stake in. They're just playing really exciting football. But yeah, the the Lions versus the Eagles now. As everyone knows, I picked the Eagles to beat the Lions, and I really fancied the Lions to do very well. Uh, not the Lions. I expected the Eagles to do very well this season. But that game at home against the Lions, I think what hurt them the most was basically, as everyone could see, their receiving cards were de- depleted. They dropped some big passes. There were some big, you know, OPI calls in that game, which were fair, fair calls. But, you know, the Eagles, Carson Wentz were throwing some dimes. There were some great passes that he were making that were deep. Like, 4th and 15, he made a beautiful pass right at the end of the game to J.J. Arcega Whiteside and just went between his hands. You can't fault Wentz there. But it happened. And they lost. But I'm not going to... The Lions last week, you know, they almost... You know, they, they almost let the Chargers lose for them. Rather than they went out and won. Against the Cardinals, they almost let them come back into the game and beat them. And same thing again here with the Eagles. They don't, they don't kill games off. It was squeaky bum time all the way to the end. Now, that defence doesn't have any real penetration, um, uh, you know, elite penetration at the defensive line. They need to get some more rush ability. The inside of the line's strong and powerful. They're working their way through. Trey Flowers is a very good player, but he's more of an all-round player. But they need to be scaring those quarterbacks much more, getting to the quarterback much more. It's like I said, Carson Wentz, he was just basically using his time, stepping up in pocket, launching the ball deep, or launching the ball to certain players. And I honestly think if you'd have had Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, they could seriously have, you know, be, ended up beating the Lions by a fair few points. But they dropped to 1-2 and, and the Lions got to, um, you know, 2-0-1, which is a fantastic start for them. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, that the start of the had, but... It does. It's also not expected, but again, it's early. Early on, the beat charges. You want to pick them to beat charges. The beat eagles. You want to pick them to beat eagles. However, the eagles were without Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, so there is that. But Matt Stafford's played some good football. Marvin Jones looked like you were doing all right. Danny Amendola's a decent player. Kenny Galladay's. You know he's a great player. You have got T.J. Hawkinson, who's a good rookie. You got Kerryon Johnson, who's good at running the ball. That defence is organised. There's decent talent throughout. They could sneak into a playoff spot if they continue to to play You know this type of football where they're getting the points when they need them. But also, if they keep playing in this you know, fashion where they're letting teams creep back into the game, they're going to start losing these tight games as opposed to winning them and you know, getting lucky with them because the Cards could have beat them. Chargers could have beat him, and the Eagles could have beat him, and that that's home three. It's been very fine margins, and the something needs to change. And I I was asked the other day, um, someone had said that Matt Patricia is the worst coach in the league, and I didn't disagree with it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't disagree with it. Not saying he is, but he's definitely in the lower half of it unless things turn around. That defense needs to play for four quarters. That offense needs to play for four quarters. And if it doesn't, well, it's going to be another sad, sad year for the Lions. But like I say, 
two oh and one at this point in the year is is very good for him. Not expected, but not you know, it's not out of the stratosphere. It's not amazing that it's happened. Well done to him. You know, I'm hoping obviously they're gonna go on two against Vikings, but it's it's a surprising start. But again, I think it's fine margins. I think the entire NFC is looking very weak compared to the AFC. You've you've you mean I'm if I look up and down the divisions this year, I don't see, you know, anyone in the NFC truly competing with the Chiefs. Um, I think the Rams could give them a game, but it won't be like last season. I think the Chiefs have improved on you know players. I think the Rams have lost some on the defense uh, the offensive line. Gurley's not the player well last season. The defense isn't any better than it was last season. So there's issues there, and the Chiefs have just they've got Frank Clark, they've got Honey Badger, they've drafted some decent corner players, they've drafted Miko Hardman. They could put um you know Pete's delivery boy in at running back and he'd get yards. Obviously they've got MVP match Patrick Mahomes, so for that our best team to play against Chiefs, I could, I could you know I would not be surprised if the Chiefs go fifteen and one, sixteen you know it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, they're gonna have to stumble upon someone who can really, you know, put give them a game who can hold them, who can hold that offense to as much as you can hold that type of offense, and keep the ball. And just chew it down the throat. That's the only way you're going to beat that team. Uh, but, you know, and then you get Patriots. I won't fancy anyone in our division to beat Patriots. You know, the Cow- like we've got Cowboys and Rams that were undefeated. Cowboys haven't played anyone yet. You know, the they've not buried teams, but they have beaten, you know, fairly comfortably. But when the, you know, the opposition improves, it's going to be a different story. Um. I think the Ravens could give most of the NFC headaches. I think they could beat a lot of them. I think the Packers are a good a good team, but again, same with the Cowboys. They play against the better teams. That's where they're going to struggle. So no fun for the Packers if they move on to playing a better team out of the AFC. Right, finally, I'm going to call it a day with the show. Um. I'm just going to give you a couple of recommendations because what got me into watching American football, you know, hopefully if you're in the embryonic stages of your NFL enjoyment, one thing I found that I did really enjoy was the show America's Game, which is basically every team that's ever won a Super Bowl will have an episode. So from the 1966 Packers up to the Patriots from last year, we'll all have an episode where they'll have a few of the players They'll be talking about the season, what's happening, you know, about players, who they've got and the events that have happened with the players. Uh, there'll be footage from games and they'll basically be there, they'll be giving their opinions, the players themselves or the coaches, about how it's gone on. And personal favourites of mine, uh, I really enjoy the early Packers episodes, surprisingly enough. And uh, another surprise, I really enjoy the Chicago Bears episode. I think that's a, a good show to watch. Um, it's quite funny. Uh, the 2000 Ravens is a good one, the 99 Rams is a good one, the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers is another good episode. But basically, if you just want, you know, something you can watch that's to do with the NFL that's not, you know, a four-hour game, America's Game's fantastic. You'll be able to catch a lot of them on YouTube, whether you should or not is a different story, but that's where you can see them. And another another show is A Football Life, which I'm about to start watching myself. It's about Terry Bradshaw, Four-time Super Bowl champion with the 
arguably the greatest um, franchise in uh, in history, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won four Super Bowls in six years, which is pretty much unmatched by any team. Um, they had, like I say, Terry Bradshaw with the quarterback. He went through all his hardships, so I'm going to be able to enjoy all the, you know, all the information and his little quips and his, his funny attitude. He's also an analyst for, uh, I think it's for Fox. Very funny guy. Um, and in his day, he was a very good athlete. Before he came into the NFL, he, he is an incredible athlete, incredible quarterback. And in his early stages of the NFL, he wasn't too too cracking. So if any of your sporting teams with young quarterbacks that aren't playing too well, you never know how it might turn out. Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls. Although we were playing with a team that had arguably the greatest defensive line of all time, Steel Curtain. So, you know, and then um, I think the team had a total of like nine or ten Hall of Famers on it that won the Super Bowl. So we can't give all the credit to Terry Bradshaw. But yeah, a football life is basically a, it just explores a person's from the real life to the foot, you know, to the career and to what's happening in their life now. Um, there's plenty of seasons. I think the first season from it was from 2011 or something like that. And I'm pretty sure most of your favourite favorite players, unless you're a really recent fan, will have a show dedicated to them. All the legends of the game have got episodes dedicated to them and they are really interesting and quite fun to watch. Um, not much else to add now. Hopefully me and Matt will be able to get an episode done with his predictions for next week. Have a good old chat about what's going to be coming up. Um, I'm sure Matt will have a few things to say to you. So... Um, yeah, get in touch where you can. Again, you, you've you all been told many times about the email address and about the Twitter handle, Matt and uh, Eddie and Matt Outkick, the cover it, uh, OKTC, sorry, at, you know, on Twitter. Um, give us a, a follow on there. If uh, you like what you've heard, give us a, you know, a, a subscribe, rate us, five-star review. And all wish Matt, um, you know, the best for his health. And if you didn't enjoy what you heard... Well, basically, go fuck yourself.